Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, the Shepherd King, the Messiah, the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Well, you may not recognize me, but my name is David. And my name means beloved. Frankly, I don't know why my parents uh, named me that. Maybe it's because they wanted to remind me that I am loved by them and that I am loved by my heavenly Father, just as you are loved by your God and your Father. You know, it's God's love that is really at the heart of this Advent season. And I speak from experience when I tell you that I was fortunate enough to receive God's forgiveness, although in no way did I ever deserve it. You heard about my life, I'm sure. But maybe you also heard and you know that I was forgiven. Forgiven by God himself. And I pray that you know that you too are forgiven by God. And so tonight I pray that you rejoice in his forgiveness. That's what Christmas and Advent is all about. Some of you may be surprised that I'm not wearing a crown tonight. After all, I am David the king. But you know, I much more prefer a shepherd's robe because before I was a king, I was a shepherd, a shepherd boy. I tended my father's flocks. I like to wear these shepherd robes because they remind me of the ultimate shepherd, the one who is the good shepherd of all of us, Jesus Christ. Some of you may remember that my father's name was Jesse. He was the grandson of Ruth and Boaz. I was the youngest of eight boys. And if you have older brothers and sisters, you know what that means. That means that you do what they tell you to do, and you do what they don't want to do themselves. We grew up in Bethlehem. Same village where Jesus was born. He was born a thousand years after my time. When I was a young man, Samuel anointed me to be the king of Israel, to succeed King Saul. But Saul was still the king, and I still considered him my king. I served him faithfully in his courts until God determined that it was my time to take his place. I played the harp for King Saul. He didn't know that God had said that one day I would become king. My service in Saul's court was not a full-time job, and every once in a while, Saul would allow me to return to my home, to Bethlehem, to tend my father's flock, because my older brothers were in the army. One time, my father sent me to take food to my brothers and other supplies on the front lines. But when I arrived that day, I heard someone bragging and taunting the Israelites, a giant, you know, a guy named Goliath. Every morning and every evening, he taunted the Israelites to select someone to come out from among them and to fight him. This giant even blasphemed our God. And this really upset me. I saw the fear on the faces of the soldiers. I saw the cowardness 
of my brothers. Ours is the real God. Ours is the God who made heaven and earth. Ours is the God who freed our ancestors, our relatives from slavery in Egypt. And I knew that God would deliver us. He would deliver us from this arrogant unbeliever. And so I said, I stepped up. And I said that I would fight this giant. Of course, at first, no one took me seriously. Finally, King Saul allowed me to do it. They dressed me up in the king's armor with the king's shield, but it was too big and it was too heavy for me. I got rid of it. And instead, I just preferred my shepherd's robe. Again, the only thing that I had was my slingshot. I always carried it to defend my father's sheep against all the wild animals that sought to kill them. I picked up five smooth stones and put them in my pouch. I'm sure you know what happened. I told Goliath that I was coming to fight him in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Of course, what did he do? He laughed at me. But as he came closer, I took my stone. I let it fly. And whammo, it sunk into his forehead. And it killed him. And then the Israelites routed the Philistines. And I became a national hero. Becoming a national hero, however, created a great problem for me because Saul, King Saul, became jealous of me and a lot would happen to me in my life. I would have to flee. I could have easily killed him, but I didn't because he was still the Lord's anointed king. It was after a tempestuous period that I became king and it was by the grace, the grace of God alone that I became king of Israel. It was a good time, but it was also a dark time. Although the nation prospered, you remember that I foolishly committed sin. I committed adultery, and then on top of that, murder. Many of you know my life's history. I am ashamed of it. I am not proud of it. And then what did I try to do? I tried to cover up my sin. I didn't think anyone would ever find out about it, but God knew. God revealed my sin to the prophet Nathan, to my pastor. And Nathan was, he was brave enough to confront me and wise enough to lead me to see the gravity of my sin. The only good thing about that sorry chapter in my life is that Nathan announced to me that day that God God himself had forgiven me. But my family problems continued to dog me the rest of my life. I had a son. Some of you probably remember his name. His name was Absalom. Absalom led a revolt against me. He tried to dethrone me from my throne. Sadly, Absalom died. And his death grieved me. Even though he rebelled against me, his death greatly grieved me because I loved him dearly. 
I had another son named Solomon. Eventually, he would succeed me as king. It was he who would build that majestic temple in Jerusalem. I had wanted to build that temple for God. But God wouldn't let me. Understand that I love God so very much because of His everlasting mercy, because of His faithfulness, because of His goodness. His goodness was way beyond what I deserved or what our nation deserved. And though God did not give me the honor of building His house of worship, God would give me a promise. God would give me a far greater honor. God promised that one of my descendants that his kingdom would endure forever. That one of my descendants would reign as a shepherd king for all eternity. The savior, the shepherd king would be Jesus, the descendant of Ruth and Boaz, as you heard in our reading tonight, and of Jesse, my father's line. This Messiah, this shepherd king, he would be called David's son. And yet get this, David's Lord. He would come from my family line, and yet he was from God from all eternity, before the foundation of the world. My earthly life didn't last long enough to witness all of that. And you know, I envy you that you have had the privilege of seeing that promise fulfilled in the birth, in the life, in the death, and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he would become the shepherd king. He would become the one who would lead us, lead us through this valley of the shadow of death to eternal life. He is the one who would lay down his life on Calvary's cross for all we like sheep, all of us who have gone astray. The shepherd king, he rescued me. And I hope you know and you believe tonight that he has rescued you. You know, the prophet Isaiah, 250 years after me, prophesied about this shepherd king. He is the one who said, a shoot will come forth from the stump of Jesse, my father. And that's why the people of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday cried out, Hoshana, Hosanna. Lord, save us and do it right now. Lord, save us, O son of David. You know what? Tonight, I'm happy because Pastor Paul Zine has told me that you know this story, that you know and you believe that he has saved you. And that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about taking us from a manger to the wood of the cross. That's what Christmas is all about. The manger ultimately points us to the cross, to our Redeemer. Because of Jesus, our Shepherd King, surely, surely goodness and mercy will follow you and me all the days of our life. Amen. Thank the Lord. Sing His praise. Tell everyone what he has done. Thank you, Lord, that a long time ago you gave these promises. 
These promises were so sure that the prophets wrote about them in the past tense because when you give a promise, God, the prophets were so sure that they would come to pass that you wrote upon them in the past tense as if they were already a done deal. Thank you, Lord, that you kept your promise and that you sent the shepherd king, the good shepherd. Thank you, Lord, that you kept that promise to come that first Christmas. And thank you, Lord, and we know, and we look forward because we know you will keep that other promise, that you will come again someday soon to take us to be with you forever and ever in heaven, a kingdom that will have no end. In Jesus' name we ask it, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.